It's 1.41pm Sunday afternoon Grey clouds in the sky You know how we do It's your boy Gills aka Mr I can't really think of anything right now Because it's been way too long But welcome back to another episode of Gupshot Podcast uh, This episode's going to be a little bit different Because it's just going to be with me Unfortunately I'm not joined by Um special guest today i am the special guest um and this episode is going to be more of a self-reflective thing it's going to be um more of exploration as to why we haven't been putting out any content for the past year plus um i think it's been about a year now still so yeah this one's going to be a little bit different it's not going to be an interview it's just going to be a bit it's going to be a transparent catch-up on what i've been up to this past year why we have had why we have not had any episodes come out um and all that good stuff but before all of that a massive massive shout out to all of you who are tuning in wherever you are big love to you all but an even bigger apology to all of you who have been waiting on another episode to come out um i'll go on to explaining why that has why that why that's been the case but yeah honestly apologies i've been getting loads of messages from a lot of you asking yo when's the next episode uh when's the next part coming out you're slacking <laughs> like, i'm getting corners well um someone even asked right is gupshot podcast just a one episode podcast <laughs> it's definitely not um we definitely got content there so we got stuff there it's just um we haven't we haven't necessarily pushed it out yet so yeah that's that's gonna be this episode it's gonna be one with gills and as always, if you haven't already, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud as well, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. It is at Gupshot Podcast. Share it with your brethren, with your uncles, with your aunties, all of that good stuff. So, in terms of where should we even start? Like, I guess, I guess, I guess, let's start um, where we left off, which was part three episode one so thank you to everyone who actually took time out to listen to that and actually gave feedback the feedback that i had was phenomenal in the sense that i was so surprised at how many people from different backgrounds not just people from um from a south asian background but from different walks of lives were able to connect with nano's story and at different stages as well that was amazing I had loads of people message me from all around the world as well. So we global. Um, yeah, alhamdulillah. And as well, it was one 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 thing that really stood out. A few people messaged me saying how much they enjoyed what Nana was talking about and how Nana was sweet and this, that and the other. But some a lot of a lot of people didn't have I you know I know I was blessed to grow up around or with my grandparents and some people unfortunately didn't have that opportunity. And what the podcast or what the session with Nano did was it kind of allowed or enabled them to vision what their grandparents would have been like and the things they would have been up to or the experiences that they would have uh, had, you know, growing up back home, coming over here during that era and setting up here and, you know, having that family here, stuff like that. Yeah, it was, you know, it was nice for people who weren't, you know, unfortunately weren't able to have that connection with their grandparents it was it was nice for them to have that you know to create that memory in their head so um yeah man it's done it's it's done a lot more than i expected for it to do so alhamdulillah um um at the end of the last episode i actually had 
a lot of plans to interview other people and put that stuff out um and to be honest i had to put everything on pause for quite some time because nano was unwell she fell ill and recovery took quite some time and you know i'd you know she's i think she's still a little bit you know keep her in a, keep her in your du'as um but yeah she's in a much better place now but um yeah she wasn't doing too well after we finished uh, the, ep the recording episode with her I, ha I did have a plan as well to the, the, the person that i wanted to interview next was my grandfather's best friend so i think i mentioned that before and um when we finished episode one um i did hit him up we planned to chop it up um but then he realized he was going for Omra, so i was like okay cool well, wait, i'll wait till you come back kind of thing and it wasn't even a thing where i caught up with him or he caught up with me um it was literally one day my mom messaged me um i think it was a week after he's come back from aura <clears throat> from Omra, and um she just texts me like uncle's had a heart attack and my heart just sank like it just hit me like damn these things are unfortunately more common to the elders of our community than they are to us it reinforced something that one brother told me not too long before that either so i was at one muslimic makers event if you don't know about muslimic makers they are a an inclusive space for muslims in tech to discuss issues and topics and ongoings and stuff like that um really cool space check them out but i was at one muslim makers event and i was talking to one brother um fahim if you're listening man big up you bro um and me and fahim were chopping it up about gup sharp and some other stuff one thing that i was doing like i realized that i was complaining a lot to him i was complaining that bro i just don't have the time it's really long it, like it takes so much time to edit things i have to go back and this and that it's just very very time consuming for one person to do all by themselves as well as doing other stuff he asked me he said he asked me why am i so worried about the editing side of things in terms like the the way that i'm the, the model that i had to date to that date was i record i edit i put out i record i edit i put out and he asked me or he, he said bro look the only thing that you're up against really is time unfortunately time is not on the side of the elders of our community and the longer you leave it the more vulnerable the situation can get literally just go and record press the start button press the stop button when you're done that's all you have to go and do think about editing at a later stage just gather as much uh, gather as many stories as you can yeah so I, I basically went and did that um so for him if you're listening big up you so i went and just we just uh, been smacking out a lot of conversations and it's been it's been really enlightening but yeah so we we've got content we've got a whole library there we just we haven't released it yet and the reason why we haven't released it yet is not just because it's um quite time consuming for one person to do but also because there's there's been a lot of other stuff going on in the background which has led to a delay in us giving you a new episode so one thing that I've I've done is I've started looking into my own family history a lot more off the back of those conversations I've been having with my nano. So I've been reading a lot more about my own history, certain certain members of my family, like certain of my ancestors, what they did, the importance, what they've done and stuff like that. Um, and it's been very, very enlightening for me. I do recommend doing it, you know, if you're able to kind of trace back your roots, research into it as much as you can. Yeah, I definitely recommend doing that. And one thing that 
you know, I, I definitely found out a good few things. Like I realized, or I found out that my great grandfather, he was an advisor, or he was a. The British Raj basically sought counsel from him when it had when it when it when it came to issues pertaining to the city of Lahore. So, if they had any issues that they needed counsel on, and the issues would impact would it would impact or affect the city of Lahore, um, given that that was a that was a massive hub of pre-partition India. They would seek counsel from my great grandfather, and they actually issued him with a. I think the Viceroy of India issued him with a. Um, or is it? Or not, what do they call it? I forgot the name of what they call it, but um, I think it's a sanad. Yes, yeah, a sanad, where they essentially give you a title, an honorary title, and I think his was Gansab. Yeah, that was that. So that was pretty cool. So I recently went to go see my pops. Now I said recently, it's not recently now, it's been quite some time. And um, he he wanted to show me, well in his words, he said, let me show you something interesting. Or I want to show you something. And in my head, I thought it was going to be something boring. <laughs> um, but it was, it actually turned out to be something proper interesting. And it related to my family history. Well, it was my family history. So what he had was he had a A4 photocopy of a condensed, extract a condensed version of an extract of my family tree now i know that sounds mad but think of an original family tree yeah then think of a snapshot so just a segment of that yeah then think of a copy of that that's basically what it was okay so it was a like a small segment of the of our entire family tree which um which i've never seen before by the way so yeah he showed me that and it was but oh, i was it was um i thought it was pretty cool um, it was insightful and it was phenomenal that I was able to track back 32 or 33 generations just like that. What that made me want to do was digitize it and make it more accessible. And so people who I may not be connected with in our family are able to see those sort of things. So the problem with it was that um, it was really poorly des designed. Um, it looked like more of a spider diagram than a family tree structure. And, and this is not a problem, um, but it was in Urdu, so I can't read or write, um, I can just about speak it, um, Urdu, but um, I wanted to translate it to English as well. So yeah, I've been working on that for the past year and a bit. Um, I've been working with a couple flaky UX designers. If you're a reliable UX designer and you've got, you've got experience in putting together pieces on how to visualize data, definitely give man a shout. So yeah, I wanted to kind of restructure this family tree digitize it make it accessible easier to update all that kind of stuff um but also off the back of it i wanted to do a migration map so i wanted to have like a, a world map and be able to dot on different areas around the globe who was there at what time and then align to wherever migration happened to and why so for example from iraq into um so from like baghdad into um Uchrif near Multan. Like why that migration happened, who it was that migrated and all that kind of stuff just in my um, just in my family lineage. So, yeah, been working on that. That's definitely made me learn a good few things about um, my own family history and certain events that happened with the British and whatnot. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Off the back of that, I've also then been reading a lot more into subcontinent history. And they're not they haven't been your traditional history books. They've actually been, I think a couple of them, well, quite a lot of them are actually fictional. And another one is more 
yeah it, i guess it's non-fiction so the first one that i wanted to share with you guys is a i guess it's a novel written by francesco da adamo oh right is it written by gray i didn't even know that might have to discredit this now still <laughs> no it can't be written by gray surely not they must, they must have teethed it somewhere but anyway the first one is called iqbal and it's based on the life of um a child called iqbal i think it's, it's a true story and it's essentially about child slavery so child slavery was a very big thing in the subcontinent it kind of still is and this is basically a novel about a young boy called iqbal who is caught up in child slavery but then ends up freeing himself freeing up the squad and liberating people's <clears throat> liberating have like uh liberating people from child slavery and standing up for their rights and starting up an organization that protects peer children's rights and stuff like that and i think it was actually set in lahore and i think it is still 21st century if not yeah i think it is in the 21st century so still quite relevant um but it was definitely a, a it was an insight into life that we don't hear much of and things that are seen as normal back home but we don't hear much about so that was <clears throat> insightful so i recommend to get that i recommend to read that the second one is a book by an author called daniel moenadeen and the book is called in other rooms other wonders and essentially the book is a select is a collection of mini stories um and those mini stories are accounts um of different people who all live and work within a um a busty like a village right so there's a landowner uh, a landowning family pakistani landowning family and within that landowning family you have stuff like maids butlers servants uh supervisors farmers you've got some level of socialites and it's a, it's literally like a mini community in itself um but there's a hierarchical system there right and this book each chapter is an account from each uh, a different member of the hierarchy or of the, the family i suppose and how they think and their outlook on how things are on life and stuff like that and the things that they get up to so this probably this is a wicked book i actually haven't finished it yet so i'm like i think i've got maybe like 20 pages left 20 30 pages left but yeah really really good book large up the brother who's got the same name as me though the last book um this has probably been one of my favorite books that i've that i've read is remnants of a separation by an uh, by an author called anchal malhotra so i was lucky enough to attend the uk book launch of this so anchal kindly invited me see the book launch um where she discussed more about the book and her motivations and drive behind it and stuff like that by the way if you're going to be hearing like some sort of fan noise in the background i think it's my mac it's overheating i don't know why um so yeah apologies if i don't get all of that out on the edit but yeah um remnants of a separation so the book explores or unravels stories associated to certain objects that people have held on to for so long that it now has a significant memory attached to it an example is and this is a personal example is i remember when i was back home and my grandfather he came across a pen a pen that he hasn't seen for a very long time and i think it was it was in a drawer somewhere and he came out really happy from his room and he said um i just found this pen 
I haven't seen this pen in years. The last I remember having this pen when I was yet ages ago, but it had a story behind it. And he said, yeah, so I was given this pen by so and so and he was this title and he did this. And the reason why it's important to me is because I signed this sort of paper with it. And I think this was the same paper that he signed. I think he's in the cat papers with or something like that. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of emotional. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of power attached to these objects and essentially Anchao has travelled across the subcontinent and beyond to interview many elders of our community who have been through the partition and have remnants of a separation so they do have objects before the partition and after they have objects that were with them before the partition during the partition and are still with them and they have those stories behind them um, so she goes and interviews them and talks about it, chops it up. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic book. I cannot recommend it anymore. Um, it's called Remnants of a Separation. You can now get it in the UK. Yeah, man. And hopefully we'll be getting Anchal um, on an episode of the podcast very soon. Yeah, that's going to be wicked. So yeah, those are the those are the three books um, I kind of wanted to share with you guys. I hit up the the queen's gallery prince's prince's tour exhibition i think it was last year so it was an exhibition of the india subcontinent royalties and i quote a lot of the items were either donated or gifted to the british royal family but it was cool the exhibition was proper cool i'd say it had two sides to it one side was looking at, at how lo it, it one side was showing artifacts and paintings and drawings and items that dated back to as long as the british have had their claws in india so it just showed the long history they've had there and then the other half of it was actually to do with prince george's tour of india itself so he did a tour around the subcontinent and along the way uh he was donated and gifted items uh very very expensive items one of one items which contained a lot of diamonds rubies sapphires you name it pearls all of that so yeah it was interesting a bit disappointing but it was interesting to say the least so that was also you know if they ever do that again i think you can actually go and check out those items i think it's in windsor castle um they have them on display there so definitely try and check that out we also so cup shop podcast was also interviewed in the asian voice so the asian voice are a newspaper a very long-standing newspaper and um one of their freelance uh journalists Preeti, hit me up for uh, an interview and it was it was proper nice that people have been able to connect with gup shop i want to share about it want to share more about it to their to the wider to their wider audience so um yeah that was wicked so large up you Preeti. appreciate the feature on that so yeah whilst we haven't necessarily um been putting out content we have been doing things behind the scenes so yeah it's been it's been busy i've changed jobs like two times <laughs> and for those of you that work you know the, how long it can be you know coming out of a routine and trying to settle into a new routine and i also um onboarded as a trustee of uh of a charity called muslim youth helpline alhamdulillah um, definitely a blessed a blessed opportunity so that's been phenomenal so far 
so yeah it's been it's been stupidly busy with uh other projects but also working on gupshot podcast behind the scenes oh yeah forgot about street eat so um i also helped out at uh, the street eats festival in april for those of you that who don't know what street eats is so street eats is an event <coughs> done by an organization called halal gems and essentially it is a halal food festival but let me make it very clear it's not just your ordinary halal food festival it is the only the only genuine proper for the community not trying to take all your peas in your pockets halal food festival so yeah it's done by an organization called halal gems uh which is now part of which is now a, an amalia brand so first of all big up team amalia Nafisa, Selena, Sarah, the rest of the team. Seriously, big up you lots, man. Um, big, big supporter and fan of what you lot do. Um, definitely support the cause. The event was truly, truly phenomenal. So the reason, so this was the first year that um, I've gone to Street Eats and I've actually helped out as a volunteer as opposed to just being a customer. <clears throat> even though I did get to, even though I did get the benefits of trying all the different types of foods as well. This year was really, really different. And it was different in a, in a much better way than it has been the last couple couple times. So I think the reason why is because of the impact it had on the community. Like it was really well designed, really well planned and executed. And there was a phenomenal team of volunteers and people that were working there. But there was just such a great sense of community there. And I loved every minute. Like, And don't get it twisted, it wasn't easy. Like people people who saw me at the event they either saw me carrying bags of ice or trying to shop tickets some uh, wristband tickets by the way not anything else <laughs> you know drinks helping people set up their payment um the pay the card machine stuff like that literally i was just running around doing all sorts even though it was hard work like i said everybody was just on this this amazing community vibe and i've never been to an event and experienced that before like, i've been to a lot of like muslim events and stuff like that and community events but this one was so so different and the relationship that it has or how it's related to gupshop is um they they had i think about two or three different speaker sessions um so it was during the bank holiday weekend in april one of the speaker sessions that they had at street eats was food and heritage and they had three sisters talking about um how food is very much a a way into you know someone's history someone's culture their tradition their heritage and so forth and it was it was a fantastic um speaker session but off the back of that as well that this event allowed people from all different walks of lives different generations and different age groups to come together and connect and i found that amazing so i remember sitting there for about 20 30 minutes with um with my friend who was also helping me out large up dubs um, and we was talking to an uncle and he was just telling us how he was telling us his past of um, he, how, was he, how he was a police officer. And at first when he told me that, I was like, whoa, man's a fed, so it was a bit walks. But he was telling me some, he told us about all the achievements he had during, being, during his time being a police officer and um, the stuff that he's seen and his experience and so forth. And it was phenomenal. And I, and I don't think I'd ever sit down other than, you know, a lot of people, sorry, not me myself, but a lot of people don't get the opportunity to sit down and, and chop it up with people of that generation, listen to their stories and stuff like that. And it's it's crazy. You wouldn't think a halal food festival would be a space where some when people could do that, right? So yeah, there was that as well. So it was it was great to see that. Um I chopped it up with Nafisa and Selena's parents as well. They were phenomenal. 
phenomenal people. So, yeah, man, large up Team Amalia, man. Keep doing your thing. So basically, that's where my 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 focuses have been for the past year and a bit. But that's not to say that we don't have content ready for you guys. We definitely do. I just need to get around to editing it and putting it out there. And one thing that I want to say is, a couple people ask me like, do you already have the selection of people that you want to go interview? And it's like I do and I don't. So there are people like family, friends, and family that I want to interview. But that that it doesn't just stop there, right? Anyone and everyone. Like if you're if your grandparents or your you have an auntie or an uncle that would be willing to talk to me and we can chop it up and whatnot and just have that sort of conversation then please please do let me know um like i said all my equipment is portable i have to make sure it's portable so i can come chop it up wherever they're more than welcome to come to my house as well i'll stick the kettle on you know what i'm saying <laughs> stick the kettle on get some samosas going so yeah just just definitely let me know now in terms of when the next episode where the next episode with a special guest is out i'm not gonna tell you guys uh that just yet um simply because there's three potential dates it might come out on and i don't wanna i don't wanna um sell you dreams right now so but it's soon it's definitely coming soon so yeah definitely look out for that and again thank you very much for all the support and love um and sharing that you've done um it's 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 good to see that the community are connecting with these sort of stories you know if you want to collaborate or do some projects together you know give man a shout just drop me a dm um we'll take it from there so for now um it's a small for ah, it's a small farewell from me for now um but definitely stay tuned you know subscribe and like share comment whatever all of that good stuff and uh inshallah will be um you'll be hearing from us very soon peace